I'm Kyle Mylan, and after 20 years in manufacturing, nobody knows more than me about industrial marketing and technical sales. Learn nothing was blocking me. I was the problem, the only one stopping me. I didn't like it, I had to refocus. Now I'm devoted, I know where I'm going. Controlling emotions, I'm owning the moment. In order to get it, see, you gotta want it. It is Monday. So for those of you that are like, Kyle, what shows do you do on Mondays? I'm about to tell you for all you newbies out there. So on this episode, you've asked some questions and I'm here to answer them. First question came in, what's the best way to prepare or market for our presence at an upcoming trade show? This is the way that we do it. I'll break it down really simplistically. Um, if you found enough value in a trade show and you're like, dude, we need to do this trade show, whether it's one trade show or five trade shows, hopefully not five trade shows because usually you don't get enough value for that. Um, but there's a process that you need to do starting from the get-go. What people think the traditional way is I go to a trade show, I've got a booth set up, and then people just come to me and that's it. The way we do it at MFG Tribe is a little bit different. So the first thing you're going to want to do months before the trade show, I'm talking like three, four months, five months before the trade show, you want to create a landing page on your website where it's just whatever your company URL is, dot whatever, forward slash the trade show. You want to create a web page for it. And on that web page, you want to have your booth number, a link for them to print their badge, a little bit about you, things like that. And you want that page set up and optimized for SEO. Why is that? Well, for the last four years that we've been doing this for clients, maybe even five, there's been numerous times that our clients' web pages for the trade show have outranked the trade show itself. Now, what does that do? People are Google searching this trade show, 2022 IMTS, whatever it is, right? If you show up as number two or even number three in the Google organic search results, is that going to drive an insane amount of traffic to your booth of all these potential new customers? No, it's not. It is going to give you significant brand awareness because people are looking for directions or picking a hotel nearby or just want to figure out what day is it? What location is it? Where should I stay nearby? Whatever it is. And if your website shows up, they're most likely going to click it and go to that page. And it's worked. It's driven brand awareness for all of our customers that we do it for that we get ranked on the first page. Um, but the goal is not to then use that to try and drive the right people to it because you don't know who's searching. You don't know if they're looking for you or not, but it's just about brand awareness. So first thing is going to be create that web page, then you want to try and as much as possible, again, three, four, five months before and continue up until the show once a week posting something about the trade show, whether it's your graphic, whether it's a link to print badges, free admission, all that stuff. You want to do that once a week on LinkedIn and you want to email market everybody being like, hey, are you guys going to be at this trade show? If you are, stop by the booth. We're going to be there. This is what we're going to show. We've got a free giveaway. You got to try and entice people to stop by. Even if it's just to chit chat and have a conversation, you want to reach out and be like, we're going to be at this show. Now, a lot of these people that are already going to the show, will they, could they possibly, depending on the show size, eventually run into you? They could, but why not just market the hell out of it ahead of time and try and get as many people that are pre- position they're already planning on stopping by your booth to respond back and be like yes i will stop by let's have a conversation or yes i'll stop by um, just to have a quick five minute chat even if they're not a potential customer the thing about trade shows is and if you've gone to enough of them you see uh, when there's a lot of people around a specific booth regardless of the size of that booth it's like a it's like a car wreck right you can't help but look and see like you're walking past you're like why are there so many people over there what are they doing over there and people are going to stop and pause and look at your company name so it's all about activity and interaction the next thing is that that all that pre-marketing is fine emailing social creating the website shooting videos about it posting those on social posting those to your website having call to actions on your website looking at the top 
10 landed on pages, putting a button saying, visit us at this trade show that then links back to that trade show page you've created. You can do all that from a marketing standpoint and get attention. But if you go past your booth at the trade show and your salespeople are sitting in the chair, looking down at their phone, like most salespeople do, which you know who you are doing it, you guys are just being lazy about it. Then that's not going to work. Like you can have as much attention as possible, but if your trade show salespeople suck and they're just sitting there waiting, I know it sucks, dude. I've gone to numerous trade shows where I've had booths at it, not at MFG Tribe, but when I was in industrial sales and technical sales, I've been in those shoes before. I've stood up literally for eight hours a day. You don't want to sit down. You want to have some sort of stress ball or something that you could throw to people, something playful, stand in the aisle away, work that booth for two days or five days, whatever it is. Do not sit down once unless it's going to be going and grabbing some food. Even still, I wouldn't even do that. I would just not eat lunch and keep working that as much as possible, having conversations with people. So you could do as much pre-show marketing as you want, but if your salespeople drop the ball and somebody potential comes by, if they don't come up directly to the booth and say, I want to talk to you about what it is that you guys do, then your trade, your trade show guys need to be pulling them into the booth by looking them in the eye and having conversations with them. What can my company do to grow from regional customers to a larger or national scale? So it it doesn't matter if you're uh, in a if most of your customers are in a specific state or in a specific region. If you want to go national, if you want to go international, even you have to focus on marketing to those people and trying to connect with those people that are outside of that area and doing it on platforms that they live. You can sign up for a subscription for ZoomInfo.com. You can then. Uh, search through their database, pull lists out, build a list and market to people outside of your region. That's going to be decently expensive. You're looking at about 10 grand a year for a subscription to that or organically for free. You can connect with people on LinkedIn. As long as your company page is posting content every single day, you can connect with people on LinkedIn, share your company page content and work them through your pipeline where you're trying to provide as much value as possible, sending them messages saying, hey, here's some articles we wrote. Here's a video we shot. Thought you get some value or some entertainment out of it. Shoot it over to them and see if you can start engagements that way. But it, don't get trapped in that region thing. Now, if there's if there's a specific region that you have to stay in because of some other, like you're a distributor and you can only focus on the region, you still want to cover up that entire region, right? So you want everybody in the region. Too often people are like, well, I've covered the, the main sales territory that I have, and now I want to expand. I can guarantee you about 99% sure there's tons of potential and opportunities still within that region. That doesn't mean you shouldn't expand outside of that region because in industrial, it's all about timing. So if everything's about timing, there are people that need your services most likely that are two states outside of your region or across the country. So you want to hit them all up as hard as possible, but you have to do it with specifically with email marketing, with social media, with advertising, with your website SEO. You have to focus on not just machine shop Austin, Texas, but you can set up pages where it's like machine shop Charlotte, right? So that way you have pages on your website that can focus on that local organic SEO traffic. Like you can look at the top 25 cities in the country for industrial or for whatever it is that you're selling and say, these 25 cities all have a heavy industrial area, right? There's, there's a need there. So I want to create a page on my website that's SEO focused around that specific city. So it could be your URL forward slash machine shop Chicago 
or machining company Chicago. And that page is only talking about Chicago, even if you don't have a facility there. So that way, if somebody in Chicago does search, your page shows up and then they're like, oh, where are they located? Oh, they don't have an office here, but they talk about the Chicago stuff. So maybe they have a lot of customers here. That's a quick hack to be able to do. Now it's going to take time, right? Quick by meaning like you can get it done quickly, create the stuff. It's going to take time for the volume to get there and for you to rank organically for that stuff. But that's the way to do it is just you need to expand out of your comfort zone. You need to try and go after as much business as possible if you're trying to grow. But don't forget about that region because I guarantee you're not tackling it and covering it up enough to where there are tons of missed opportunities in that section. At what point should I hire a marketing agency to do things I know my company can't do ourselves? So I would say if you know that your company can't do things yourself and you want to do them, then you answered your own question with your question. You need to hire a marketing agency. Now, for a lot of people that are like, at what point should I hire a marketing agency? It's really that question. If you know that there's a couple pillars, things that you need to be doing as an industrial or a manufacturing company. You have to be posting on social every single day, not every single day for three weeks, every single day for multiple months. You have to be writing content. You have to be shooting videos. You have to be doing email marketing. If you know that those things are you have to do, you have to look at your current team, whether it's just you or you've got two people or four people, what out of this list of things that I know that we have to do, can we do internally? Oh, well, Joe, he could post to social every day. Okay. But is Joe going to do it correctly? What are you going to post to social every day, Joe? As long as the strategy is in place, yeah, maybe Joe can handle that. But a lot of teams don't have web developers on them because you don't really need a web developer full time. So you need to look outside to an agency. You're probably not going to have anybody that's going to be able to do professional quality video for you. So you need to hire an agency. So if you're not doing those core areas of marketing to boost the brand and you're trying to boost your brand, you're trying to grow, your brand awareness isn't there, you're not getting enough internal leads, things like that, and you can't do the work yourself, then you need to budget to bring in an agency. Now, the key is, is which agency are you going to choose? And I'm not saying you should always choose MFG Tribe because we know industrial better than anybody. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is a lot of times you find a local agency that says, yeah, we, we've worked with some manufacturing companies before. Do you know how many times Greta has conversations with prospects? They're like, we've been using this agency for a year. They don't get it, what it is that we do. And we end up doing most of the work ourselves. Those conversations are on a weekly basis with prospects all over the country. And it's because they pick somebody that said, yeah, we could do manufacturing, but they don't really know industrial. So you have to find a targeted niche industrial agency and then look at their pricing to see what it is that you can afford. I would say at a minimum, you need to be spending at least $5,000 a month for that. So $60,000 a year. If you really want to move faster, you're looking at $100,000 to $120,000 a year every single year, not just for one year. You need to look at multiple year commitments and say, I'm going to spend this. You're my partner agency. You're going to do all this for you, for me. Because at the end of the day, for you to hire all of those different like strategic people that that agency has for you to hire a web developer, hire somebody to manage social, hire a graphics designer, hire all these people. You're going to be looking at hundreds of thousands of dollars a year of salary, or you can just outsource it to an agency and spend a hundred, one twenty, maybe one fifty if they're doing a lot of video stuff. But you can outsource it to them, let them take care of it, and maybe you say, all right, this piece we're going to bring back internal because we we see what you guys have done, so we're going to take care of this moving forward because I've hired somebody. That's perfectly fine. But if you've reached a point where you're, what you're currently doing isn't working and you know you need to cover these core areas of your marketing to push brand and get new revenue, then that's a point that you need to say, you know what, I need an agency.
All right, question. What's the cost difference between Google pay-per-click and LinkedIn pay-per-click? Uh, a lot of a cost difference. So Google PPC, what you're probably used to is spending like a buck a click, two bucks a click. Maybe on average, you're like 250 a click. And you're like, you know what, LinkedIn, I want to check out LinkedIn. LinkedIn's got advertising. What's that cost per click? That's an amazing question. It's a lot more. And here's the reason why. On, on LinkedIn, on average, you're probably looking at probably spending around four bucks a click, five bucks a click up to $12, $14 a click. And you may listen to me say that and be like, dude, that's insane. I would never pay that. Here's why. What is Google focused on? Whether you're doing retargeting or not, let's just look at Google search. You're saying you're searching for a strategic phrase or something that you need an answer to. You're looking for a partner, a supplier, whatever it is. And they type that in, but you don't know the intent behind why that person's searching it. So you're rolling the dice. You're like, I'm going to pay two bucks for that person to click. And hopefully they're, they're looking for me. They click the ad, they go to the website and it turns into a lead. Most of the time you're getting about an 80 to 90% bounce rate in industrial because people are doing research and they just click on the first thing that comes up. On the flip side of it with LinkedIn, it's 100% strategic. You are showing the ad, which the only ad that really works is a sponsored post. So it's either a graphic or a video that shows up in the feed as people are scrolling right in the center. It says promoted underneath the company name. It's showing up every six to eight things that you see on LinkedIn as you're scrolling is an ad. Those are the ones that work. So you want to focus on those. So, but it's strategic to where you're going to say, I only want to go after these companies. I upload a list of 300 companies. I'm looking for employees that work at these specific companies. And LinkedIn's like, okay, cool. And then you're like, but I really only want to see operations people at these companies. Okay, cool. Got that. But I'm really looking for managers at these companies. And you get so strategic and filtered down. And LinkedIn is the only place that has that information to be able to run ads to, with the exception of someplace like Zoom Info, where you can get their contact information, but you can't directly advertise to them with that content contact information. So on LinkedIn, you're building out your filters based on company, based on person, title, geographic location, all that stuff. So LinkedIn has a monopoly. So they can charge you essentially whatever they want to charge you. I feel like they're being fair at four or five bucks a click because you're only showing the ads to those specific people. Uh, 12, 15 bucks a click, what's the difference? That's gonna be the next question. Why is it some four, some 15? You wanna show up at the top of someone's feed, the second uh, promoted position, which is roughly post number, let's say 16 that they'll see, you're gonna be spending more money. And if it's somebody that's got other people that are trying to advertise to them, CEOs of large companies, you're gonna be spending 15 bucks a click. If you're trying to go after a maintenance manager at a small company with less than 50 people to show up at the top of the feed, maybe you're spending six bucks a click. It all depends on how many people are marketing to this group currently with advertising and what position do you want to be at? If, you, if you're focused on the dollar amount, like I only want to spend three bucks a click, then those people are going to have to scroll for like a few minutes on LinkedIn to see your ad because it's all about ad position. Now, how you spend the money is exactly the same. You're only paying a penny more than the next highest bidder, just like Google search. But on Google search, you're waiting for them to search for you on LinkedIn. You're putting it in front of them as a promoted piece of content. And as long as the creative matches the words and the landing page that you send them to matches the creative and who you're going after this creative and this ad is relevant to them, then it's a win-win. Now you can either send them to your landing page, you can send them to your website, you can have them download something, you could do a lead form on it to where they click the ad and they just punch in their information and then you get notified 
that you've got a new lead that wants more information about whatever it is that you're selling, the, the execution of it at that granular level, it can be different based on the purpose of the ad, but you're going to spend two to three times as much and you should plan on spending at least a thousand to $1,500 a month on your clicks to be able to, to find enough value out of LinkedIn. Can you get it done for cheaper? Possibly. But over the last five years that we've been doing it for agencies and those stuff we've been doing for ourselves over the years, I've always found like 1500 is kind of that threshold on a monthly basis to really start to see things get going. As always, guys, we go live on Mondays and Wednesdays. Mondays are Q&A. Wednesdays are about either industrial marketing or technical sales. As always, I'll answer your questions on either show, regardless what it's about. But you guys need to go to YouTube, hit that subscribe button, turn on notifications so you know every single time I'm going live. And we will see you on the next one. Well, that's it for this episode. If you got value out of it, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with one person you know. And if you can, leave me a review because it really helps me out. If you want to check out my other content, go over to YouTube. I've got a channel over there as well as find me on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook under my name, Kyle Mylan. I will see you on the next one.